Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Nopes and Opes. Happy to have you guys around again. In this episode, we're touching on the book, a specific chapter called Supreme Little Voice. Very exciting episode. I blow Highland's mind, which I plan to do every single episode. It doesn't happen every single time, but this is, this tops the charts as of right now for episodes for me blowing up Highland's spot. So excited for you guys to listen to it. Let us know what you, what you think. Don't forget, feel free to email us. Let us know what's going on in your guys' head. Maybe what your supreme little voice says to you. The email is nopeopepod at gmail.com. That's N-O-P-E-O-P-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks, gang, and enjoy the show. So today, welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome in, guys. <laughs> welcome in to Nopes and Opes. For today's episode, I wanted to talk about, uh, we're going to go back to the book a little bit and get into the chapter that is called The Supreme Little Voice. Uh, before we usually record any chapters or books, we always kind of read them like prior to doing it. So Highland just read it. Well, we hope we, hope we do. Yeah. That hasn't always been the case in the past, but Fair. we're trying to improve for sure. Yeah. Well, when it's only two pages, it's kind of nice. You know? It's <laughs> like, ah, just a quick read before we get into yeah. it. So initial thoughts before we kind of get into my whole thing after reading it what are what are your initial kind of thoughts well of the chapter yeah. well first of all i just want to say i'm a little bit scared because rowan has prefaced this before we started recording by saying he's his whole goal in this episode is to kind of stupefy me and leave me kind of sounding dumbfounded and I have a lot of faith that Rowan can do this. Uh, he has proven himself more than once. And I think this could be like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prepare my head right now to try and like do some amazing things, but I'm a little bit worried for sure. Well, I think that's my goal for every episode now. Like I think after, I think it was like the first time we recorded and it went really well. Yeah. That's what had, what had happened. We were reading a chapter from the book. I had asked the question and you were like, well, oh, <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. And I was like, there we go. Like, that's what's, that's at least is what's exciting for me. I don't know if people get the same reaction from the audience. We've had great responses from the audience, but not very sp specific, like instances of what they like about it. A lot of people yeah. are like, we like your chemistry. I'm like, okay, but like, what about it? Not yeah. that we're complaining in any way. We love good feedback. But, uh, that's like, I love that. Like, I love what that stuff happens. Cause it, one, it makes me feel good. Well, I, I mean, I gotta say, I really, to me, it, it actually is a really positive thing because I never actually thought anybody would read this book to begin with. So just the fact that somebody has read it and thought about it as deeply as you have, and then not only that, but also kind of absorbed it and kind of processed it and come up with your own kind of reactions and thoughts and challenges. Like not everything I am more than willing to, to freely admit that not everything in this book is super solid or correct, or even things like right now, like in one of the chapter in the chapter that we're going to talk about today, like the, the, at the, the end, it says, if we can listen to the, the one's own little voice, uh, life will become easier and more comfortable. 
I think that's nonsense, right? <laughs> like as I've gotten older, I'm like, hmm, no, I don't think that's true at all. But yeah, I, I really, for me, like your challenges and just this whole process of like going through the book and talking and, and thinking about and challenging has been awesome and made me appreciate myself a lot more which is really cool because uh, I didn't really for 10 years I didn't really value this book at all I just thought of it as a cool experience like I didn't actually think that there had any real value or or that somebody reading it could actually take anything away from it and now I feel very differently now I feel that there is some significant value and people I think like I really do hope that people maybe are willing to kind of purchase the book and read it because I, I do feel strongly that there is worth and it will improve your life in some way. But, but yeah, the whole process has been awesome. Yeah. Going off that about why I also think it's important for people to kind of purchase the book for themselves is because like you're getting the perspective now of Highland what, 12, 12 years after, 10 years after, prior to, after writing the book. Yeah. And then also my experience of how I interpreted it. But like the beautiful thing about if you read any book is as you read it, you paint your own picture, you create your own image of yeah. what, what it means or what it, it means to you. Yeah. And like I've said in previous episodes, like I think it's a book you need to read multiple times. And every time you read it, it, it comes out a different way. It, it impacts you in a different way. So, because the podcast, I feel like is a very kind of, I won't, I won't say singular, but like, this is a conversation about the stuff, but the way I think about it or the way the questions I ask or the way you think about it could vary entirely differently than the way someone else reads it. Not good. It absolutely will. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So don't forget, guys, that the book is in the podcast description. You can buy it there. But uh, back to the book. So the chapter that we're talking about specifically is called The Supreme Little Voice. It's about two pages. And I think it's a very interesting chapter because it's something that me and Highland have been kind of talking about outside of the podcast, as well as I've kind of talked about it with other people. Just kind of like that voice in your head saying like, whether or not you should do something or you shouldn't do something. So I thought today would be a, an interesting kind of uh, conversation about it. So we didn't get your, what's your initial thoughts on the chapter kind of after reading it? I mean, this is an important chapter for me personally, because this is how I live my life, especially as I've gotten older. I have, I think, become better at listening to what my little voice is telling me, but I mean, if you know me and, and you see the way that I act and the, and the way that I do things and, and some of the things that I don't do, whatever, I think in a lot of ways I drive people crazy. Like a lot of people don't understand and they're just like, Highland, what the heck? And do you really, do people say that or are you just thinking people think that? Oh no, I've had conversations with people. Like they ask, like people will get like, they will get physically upset with me when they ask why aren't I married or why don't I have girlfriends or things like that. Be like they get so frustrated with my reasoning and my hmm. kind of thought process and things like that. So 
Yeah, no, it 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 is very so you, from experience. You you yes, understand. It is okay. a very tangible experience for sure for a lot of people, but um, but yeah, I for me this is really an important um chapter because it's personal, but at the same time, I worry that it sounds a little bit, uh, I don't know, kind of like frou frou or whatever. Like, who is this hippie mystical? whatever type dude like what's he even talking about so i don't really know if it translates i don't know if it translates directly to others experience or not so yeah i'm i'm interested to have this conversation i don't know exactly how it's gonna go (laughs) let's 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 do this let's see what happens so to kind of so we do want people to actually get the book for themselves but i'll read a little part of it just to kind of lead us lead us into this can I say one thing real quick before you, before you begin? Yeah. I think really like if you listen to this podcast and if you do enjoy kind of the back and forth between Rowan and I, and uh, hopefully you do, like hopefully you, you're not sitting here listening and just being like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> but I think it's really important because what this podcast does is it's really very superficial in the way that it, and it, and it, and it discusses certain aspects and it, ties into like certain sentences and things like that. But I think like, as I thought about this more and more, I think it's really important to like read the whole book as a, as one experience and get, and get your own kind of views and thoughts. And then I think this podcast will be kind of like an accent to it. It'll add to it. It'll, it'll, it'll give you something else to think about or, or new ways or whatever. But yeah, I feel really weird. I feel really weird. Like, I feel really weird uh, trying to sell the book as hard as I am right now. But I, at the same time, I do, like, as I've gone through this process, I've realized that it is valuable. And if, I think, I think this year is going to be really tough. And I, I think, yeah, this could be a really, really helpful book for a lot of people. So, yeah, but but I just I just think that the th- this podcast is it's meant to be an exploration of the book, but I think it only touches on things in a very superficial way and doesn't give you the whole experience. And I think if you want to get the most benefit, yeah. you really do have to kind of read the whole book and and put it into your own kind of thoughts and and process, and then this will just add as an extra. Yeah, absolutely, and couldn't agree more. So. A little bit from the book, from the Supreme Little Voice. From the moment we are able to recognize our actions as our own, there is a voice that speaks to all of us that is never wrong. If we are able to follow this voice and only think the thoughts and take the actions that this voice recommended, we would never experience conflict. This inner little voice is trying to lead us in the most positive direction that is always correct. Oh boy, that's a big statement there. Those are those are huge statements, those man. Are, Jeez, so what the heck? Should I? Should we get into my questions, or should we explore that a little bit? Because I have some questions about this that we can get into. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna stand by it. I mean, I think that's really bold, and I don't like to make bold statements that much. Okay, but I'm gonna go with it. I, I, I mean, that's, 
that's legit. I still feel that way. And I still try to live that way. And I, and I think like by following it, it has led me to some really cool places and yeah, I'm going to go with it. Let's, let's begin the questions. Okay. Okay. Before I get into my first question, I just want to establish what this inner, this little inner voice, how it would work in like day-to-day life. So just to clarify, this is how I interpreted it. You tell me if this is not what you were going for, or if it was different, but like in going to do something, whether it be like a physical activity or saying something in a conversation, just doing anything, there's a voice in the back of your head that's like, ah, you probably shouldn't do that, or you probably shouldn't have said that, or it'll say something along the lines like, oh, you should have, you should say that, or you should do this. Yeah. Like for instance, you're walking by, you see trash on the ground, inner voice is saying like, pick up the trash, it's better for the earth. Yeah, yeah. And then you kind of can have conflict with it, but if you listen to it, there is no conflict. So that's like the initial premise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So an interesting thought is the supreme little voice one's own authentic self trying to make its way to the surface? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right, Rowan. Yeah, that's a great... Because... Man, you should give me some time to think about these. These are really good questions. I, I, can, yeah, because, I can also give an example if, yeah, you, continue if you'd on, like please. that. Yeah, give me so, a little time. I like to think of some interactions that I've had and we've talked about, right? Sometimes we can be kind of abrasive people, I think, you and I. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know. I have that ability. Sometimes you'll be talking to someone that, like, maybe you don't actually get along with or like. And in the back of your mind, there is a, in a little voice that's saying, like, you should just stop this conversation and walk away. But instead, I have being a people pleaser in the past would be like, no, I'll just like, you know, I'll be nice and I'll talk to them. In that like happening, part of me thinks like that inner voice is like my authentic self being like, nah, like this talking to this person's not good. Like this is negative. So that's kind of where that stemmed from, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that, that makes that makes that makes excellent sense. Man. Well, I think you can reverse that too. Okay. Like there's can be situations where like for for me, when I'm working in the schools, there are some conversations that I have with kids where I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, get me out of here. Yeah. But my inner little voice is like, no, this is important. Like, this person needs you right now. You got to be here. You got to be present. Mm-hmm. Like, get the heck out of your head. Like, let's do this. Like, get get your get your butt doing what you need to do. So that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. And so it, it's hard for me to kind of reverse the situations to your, to your example. But I think the inner voice is our most genuine, authentic self trying to express itself, you know, to the external world. I, I guess in this in this respect, I might need a little bit extra time to think that through. But, but yeah, my initial response is yeah. I think you're, I think you're correct. I think that that yeah, it, yeah. I would I would say yeah. So that's what I think as well. Like yeah. I think the inner voice is 
kind of who you are like deep down. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so you had said in this first chapter that the voice is never wrong and it's always trying to kind of lead you in a positive direction. Right. Remember that thought. We'll come back to it. Okay? Oh man. Okay. So one thing that Highland has asked me recently, and we have talked about with many others outside of the podcast is if you got $10 million, would that change you as a person? Right. If all of a sudden you got extremely wealthy, would you change in a negative way? Would you still be the same kind of person? Oh, yeah. And I think that it kind of has to do with this little voice. Hear me out. Okay. So I believe that the more power, authority, money, however you want to put it, you get, the more of your true self shows. Right. Okay. If that, if that can, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I think that there are certain people that have just gotten to a state of having lots of power, money, success, whatever it may be, and they're just assholes. They suck. And I don't think it's because of the money. I don't think that the money caused them to be that way. I think deep down inside, they always were that person, but the money has kind of given them the ability or the strength or the confidence to be that kind of person or security, right? And so I think that kind of ties into the little voice, whereas you were saying that it's never wrong and it always leads us the correct way. I don't know if everyone's little voice is positive. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like in writing the book, of course, I'm writing from my own experience, right? So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that my little voice is positive, but I can certainly see, I think, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I don't, I don't like bringing up this example, but I think, I think Hitler was very in tuned to his inner voice. Like he okay. followed, he followed his own directives very, very well. I think, I think, I think dictators in general follow their, um, you know, if, if you're looking at Stalin, if you're looking at Mussolini, if you're looking at uh, North Korea, whatever it is, or just, you know, like I grew up in Wisconsin. So Jeffrey Dahmer was a, was a big person as I grew up. I think also he probably paid attention to his kind of inner voice and, and, and what, what things were telling him. And so now thinking that way, oh man, yeah, I just got my whole world rocked. So that's why I think like that little voice is the authentic self. And that's why I was relating it to the money. Cause it's like, I don't think just cause you get money that you are going to become a bad person. Oh man. I think if deep down inside the authentic self is bad, the more money you get, the worse you're going to get. If you're a good person, the more money you get, the more good you're going to bring to the world. Well, okay. I'm not going to argue that. I think you just proved me wrong. Absolutely. But, then my next question, I guess, for you is if you have, let's say, a negative yeah. inner voice, right? You have a negative kind of authentic self wanting to come into the world. Can you change that around? Or is that... I have what the a, heck? Who wrote this book? I, I, have, I have an answer. Oh, my God. Okay. And I'm very glad you led me into this. 
So I believe this is fun. I believe that the sphere of influence creates the person behind the voice. Oh my God. What is happening here? Like I, maybe you just take over this whole rest of this podcast. I don't know. Yeah. You're kind of, you're kind of throwing throwing me. And when I say person, I don't mean like we've talked about sphere of influence before, but I like to think of like, if you have the inner voice and let's say like it is its own person, it's not you. It's its own thing. It's your true authentic self. I think that the sphere of influence creates what that true authentic self is because you learn from your sphere of influence what you deem as a good thing or a bad thing or an important thing, right? Like I think oh, in terms of someone who might, uh, let's say it's someone that has turned to kind of a life of crime, right? Yeah. I think their inner voice is sometimes not going to say like, you shouldn't do this. I think it'll say like, you have to do this because no, it'll think, provide for your family. Yeah, or, absolutely. I think that's in the book. I mean, they're, they're, like we're all going to justify our, our actions. And I think a drug dealer or, yeah, I think it's easy to justify that, right? Mm-hmm. To say, I mean, that's what Breaking Bad was all about. But yeah. the whole, the whole. That's an excellent example. Yeah, I love that example. I mean, the whole, and, and, and that was one of the most amazing series I've ever seen in my life. Like yeah. psychologically, I couldn't, there were times when I'm just like, no, I can't handle it anymore. Like just yeah. stop it. Like it's just too much. But the whole premise was he just wanted to take care of his family. He yeah. just wanted to, for people to be all right, people that he cared about. All right. After he passed on. And yeah. So I'm sorry. I like, I, yeah, I, yeah, you continue. Like you, like actually, like I never ever want to be on like a video or anything like that. Maybe at some point down the road, but like, I think these, I think these examples, when you get me to this point would be super interesting to see, like just how frustrated and, <laughs> and like overwhelmed and, and like out of my comfort zone right now I am because it would really kind of put the context to like what's going on inside my head, yeah. my body. Like I, I have one more phrase. I'm to lost. I'm add lost to the, right now. Add to the confusion. Okay. So I, in theme with what we were just talking about. Okay. So I can agree with the voice is never wrong. Right. So I think that the voice is never wrong, but that doesn't mean that it's intentions are always good. Oh man. Yeah, like the voice I, will tell you what you need to do for yourself to, I, I, I don't, I just like. Like fully realize your highest potential, even though that yeah, may be negative. Right. So you bring it back to like the, the dictators of the world or whatever. I think their internal voice is like, this is what you need to do to get to where you want to be. Cause their internal voice believes that they should be in this place of power, that they should rise up to this in their own mind, God-like state. Right. Yeah. And the voice is not wrong because it gets them to where they want to be. Where they that, need to be. But that doesn't mean that the intentions of the voice are good. And just to bring it back, like think of the voice having its own person. The sphere of influence is what creates that voice. So like when I think about my voice now and you think about your voice, I think about all the people that have kind of created this Rowan. And it starts from family. It starts from a young age. Like what's important to me, my morals, my ethics, all of that stuff goes into play into like what the voice tells me in certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Drop. <laughs> mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop. You could drop like three or four mics on this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, my little inner voice, I always think of my mama and baba, like my, my, my grandma and grandpa. Like I kind of like put their personality into the voice. Well, yeah, like them just like looking down from heaven and saying, hi, Lynn, shouldn't be doing this. Okay. Like that's a bad, that's yeah. a bad choice. That's a bad action. But, but yeah, I think. Were they like a huge part of your sphere of influence and just kind of yeah. becoming the person you are? Absolutely. I, my, my, like I say, Bama, Bama is my grand, my mom's mom, my grandma. Okay. And then Bapa is my grandpa. But, but both Bama and Bapa had a huge influence. Bama like really enforced being, being a gentleman, opening doors, being kind, uh, never, you know, treating ladies, treating ladies this way, that way. Bapa was just kind of the example of, you know, what it meant to be kind of a man and kind of provide and things like this. And just a kind, caring individual and just had a huge impact for sure. But I mean, my whole family in general has had a huge impact, but, yeah. but they, I just have really good memories of them and, and certain, certain lessons that came directly from them that really had a huge impact. So yeah, I think you just, you just reinformed, like reimagined, like reshaped my whole idea of this concept of that chapter. And, and I think there again, there's the importance of reading the book because I think you need to be able to look at these concepts and then put them into your own experiences and really kind of shape them the way that you, that works for you. And again, the whole idea of this book is just to make you think. It's not to tell you, hey, do this, do that, whatever. And so, yeah, I, I just think that's amazing. But yeah, I, I don't have any rebuttal to anything you've just said. I think you, you are a thousand percent correct. I think that there are some really negative. I think, like I, I mean, I, I think this is going to sound really maybe bad and might make some people just want to turn off the listening device, but I feel really badly for Jeffrey Dahmer's for people like Jeffrey Dahmer. He had a horrible, horrible experience, right? Mm -hmm. His sphere of influence was unimaginably bad. He just had so many bad things happen okay. to him and just not any goodness in his life. And I just feel really, really horrible for the life that he had to live. And I think, I think, yeah, he, he paid attention to a really, really negative inner voice and it created some horrible situations for the world. But. Oh, so yeah. I think with, I mean, agreed to that point. So I think you, we had started this off by you talking about the end of the chapter and you talk about how that if you listen to this voice, life will become easier and more comfortable. You'll have more energy, greater health, and create more opportunities for success. I think you are right in that. But it doesn't mean that it is, like, it goes back to intent. Like, I think you will have a more comfortable life. I think you will feel good if you listen to that inner voice. 
but that doesn't mean what you're doing is a good thing or you have good intentions behind it. Like, like I'm sorry to bring up Jeffrey Dahmer. Like this is like the most morose <laughs> macabre, like just yeah, terrible. Inter- interesting direction yeah. <laughs> on this episode. I, yeah. I'm sorry guys. Uh, but like you, you think his actions like benefited him, like he like made his life more comfortable, more. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Energetic. I do. Okay. You think that. I do. I don't, the problem is I don't know, like I know what Jeffrey Dahmer did, yeah. but like I've never looked into like the tapes of him talking about it. Like, so I watched this one show that kind of explored psychological killers and whatnot. It was called, uh, I think Mindhunter. Great show, by the way. It's only has two seasons. Fantastic. Mm. And it's, it was basically when the FBI, like psychological killers and whatnot, uh, serial killers had first been like identified as an actual thing. Oh, like prior, it wasn't really ever considered a thing. And there was like a specific FBI, like task force, like these two people, like a partner that would interview them and kind of really dive into like why they're doing it and like what they think. And every single person, when they talk about it, they didn't have any shame behind it. They talked about it in a way where it was like what I like. They were proud of it. Oh, wow. And I think that kind of goes into. So like the Jeffrey Dahmer case, I don't really have an idea. Yeah. Because I don't know how we would talk about it. But yeah. some of the serial killers from it. And they actually like I've gone online and you can see the interviews from them. And wow. like the people that act in it do like such a good job of impersonating it. Yeah. But the way they talk about it, they're like they feel good about like what they did and like they're kind of prideful and they're not ashamed and i think that's the idea of like they're really listening to that inner little voice so i do think that well if you listen to your own individual little voice you'll feel good we'll get into it like as we want to get to a point where you would ask earlier like how do you change that and i think we should explore that in a little bit but continue well i'm I'm just gonna say one thing real quick i think for someone like that like i'm not going to keep on mentioning negative images but for somebody like that they can take responsibility for that life they can take responsibility for those actions it gives them a sense of power a a sense of control a sense of like hey like all of these bad things happen in my life but i can do this and i can still feel good about things and that's crazy i yeah you just you just you just blew up my whole world i I, yeah, I really appreciate it. I don't have, I don't think I have anything coherent to add. Like I I don't, I think I'm going to be just a stumbling mess here the rest of the, the episode, but. So given all of this, all that we've talked about and the kind of where we're at now, I have an opinion. How do you think you change the inner little voice to be positive or to have good intention? Given all that we've said. How, do, how would you approach it or think okay, about it? Okay, so given your insight, given your knowledge, given what you just told me, yeah. I think it's got to come from the outside. I think it's got to come from external, the, the sphere of influence, the external world in which you live. Like, like having like somebody, somebody, that, somebody that's on a really negative path, somebody that is yeah. a serial killer or whatever, I think you got to surround them with their basic needs are met. They feel secure. They feel safe. They feel loved. They feel wanted. Cause I, I think, don't, I don't think you can do it on your own. No. 
because I think this relates back to the email I got from my, my dad, because his question was a lot about how do you kind of teach someone or approach someone that has such a negative view on life and doesn't have hope. And I think it kind of ties into the same idea of like, if your inner voice is extremely, like if you think of it as like the devil, like it is a bad dude in your brain or a bad woman, like yeah. whatever it may be, right? Bad individual. I think it's because that that voice was created based on the, the external and internal influences that you've had from your sphere of influence and from yeah, absolutely. other instances throughout your life. Like yeah, I think yeah. life has just created the voice. I, so it's kind of that weird thing of like, is it the, it's the authentic self, but that authentic self has been created based on the sphere of influence. Wow. So to change it, you got to change the people you're around. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the things that struck me, like even in high school, I remember this, but I remember kids would go to like drug therapy or, or alcohol rehabilitation or whatever, like, and they'd be gone for six weeks or whatever. And they'd come back and they would hook up with their same friends again. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, you guys are going to be doing the exact same things. If, and I had a conversation once in high school with a kid that came out and he's like, yeah, if, if I want to change, I have to switch up everything. Yeah. And, and it's I think, not, I don't want to simplify it as just people. So people no, is a absolutely. huge part of your influence, but like environment, like no. there's so many facets that go into it. Yeah. I mean, just like, I, I, I mean, for me, just as an example of environment, you can walk into my apartment and see my state of mind depending on what my, what my apartment looks like. My apartment is only 482 square feet. I'm like, (laughs) how can I not keep that like spick and span? You can't hide it. You can't hide what's going on. No. I mean, it's like, it's a clear example. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's an easy example. Like if you, if you live in a cluttered, you know, horrible kind of, I mean, whatever. Yeah. No environment. Sphere of influence is everything. It is every external input that comes into your life. It can be from people. It can be from animals. It can be from, yeah, home environments, whatever. Yeah. So like, like neighborhoods where you live. I mean, that's a huge, I mean, so many, so many difficulties with the kids that I work with is just, they, they go home to these neighborhoods and you're like, how do I combat that influence? I mean, they're surrounded by whatever. And it's like, yeah, of course they're going to have difficulties. So, and like all of this is much easier said than done, right? Like we're two guys like, just, just change up who you're around. Like it's, but I think it's, if you're ever, if you listen to this and you've ever, like, if you're listening to this and you're kind of having like a sense of revelation, like, I think it's, I, I, I would challenge yourself, like see how you can change the inner voice, the sphere of influence and see how it impacts you like in a positive way. Cause I think a, a really important thing for a lot of people as humans is like change. I think a lot of people are afraid of change. And I think a really impactful thing that one can solidify a lot of things in your life is to experience change. So for instance, I'll give an example. Grew up in Peoria, Illinois. That's where my whole family has been around. That's kind of like part of my identity. When I was in Peoria, I hated being in Peoria. I was like, oh, I'm so glad to leave. Like, I don't care. Now I'm in Minnesota. 
I pridefully am like, I am from Peoria, Illinois. Just because I have changed like the sphere of influence and the yeah. sense of like my environment and who I'm around and the experiences I've had with people. Like yeah. we've said, when people are like, oh, you're from Minnesota. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am from Peoria, Illinois. Like I am not from here. So I think like if you're ever curious or ever thinking about, you know, having some kind of change in your life, I think it can only do you good. I think it'll teach you a lot. I think it'll reinforce positive yeah. things. And I think it'll sh shed light on really negative things. Cause once you're away from it, then you can reflect on it. Yeah. It's impossible to reflect on it. Well, it's not impossible, but it's much harder to do when you're in it. It's, uh, yeah, it's much harder and it's much harder to bring about the change. Like even if you do reflect on it and you say, you know what, this isn't, this is something I want to change or whatever. It's, it's much harder to, you know, cause you have your routines, you have your friends, you have your things that you like to do, whatever it's, so yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's one, one thing that I feel really lucky is I have put myself in so many different situations and, and, and it's allowed me to kind of uh, emphasize what I really do appreciate and like and things that I do need to kind of change and has allowed me to get to the point where I'm at now. So yeah, that's, wow. Is that all you have? Because I can't handle anymore. That, yeah, that is. Those are all the okay. things. I covered everything I had oh, written thank down. God, man. Yeah. That, I, I knew, well, I didn't know what this episode was going to be about, but I knew it was going to be a tough one, but, or like, I was like, oh, I, like you, you, you decimated, <laughs> you decimated my whole brain power. I mean, I was not ready for that at all. I. I, I think that's the first time in the, in taping these episodes where, I mean, you stumped me before and yep. you've kind of made me think or whatever, but I think at this point, like I fully need to say that chapter of the book is wrong. Like there's things that need to be added and kind of dissected and changed and altered here and there or whatever. But in that respect, I think that, yeah. Bravo to you. Like, well done. Well done. Uh, cause that, that I was, I was absolutely wrong. That's what, what, what you've said is correct. But parts of it, I think you still are right. Like the ending, we started this episode off saying like, like, I don't agree with that. But now I think at the end we can agree, like your inner voice will lead you in the direction that it deems to be successful and you will get there. But whether or not it's a good intention or a bad intention, like that, that's created by the sphere of influence. Oh, so I man. think that, you know, you can say that it's wrong, but well, I, no, I, I, it's important. No. I'm, I'm just trying to give you credit okay. and I'm glad you're giving me credit. Yeah. But like, I think only from reading other chapters and doing this podcast and like I've talked about, like I think about this stuff, like I sat down before Highland got here and I was like, all right, what are we going to talk about today? And I have just been having a lot of instances with my inner voice, kind of agreeing or not agreeing. And it's kind of been like, I'll do something and it'll be like, ah, should you have done that? Like, what should you have said? Yeah. And it's kind of like this interesting, like, it's not really telling me where to go or anything. It's just been kind of questioning. And so I think deep down though, I'm like, oh no, you're okay. Like it's starting to get to a place because of my sphere of influence with college and COVID and whatnot, I became like very anxious and I would question everything that I did because I would think that something was good. My sphere of influence would 
reject it and kind of be like, eh, this, that's not funny. Like this isn't good. So then my inner voice was always questioning, like, okay, it was starting to change what pri- my prior sphere of influence had created as a voice. It was starting to change it into a different inner voice. And now I think I'm getting back to the point where it's going to my true authentic self that used to be like with my family, because I'm gaining more confidence in what I say, my personality and whatnot. So only through those experiences as I have I been able to kind of like think about this and like sphere of influence. I'm just I'm pulling your stuff. Like that's all <laughs> in the book. Like that's yeah. that's how I got to this point. So Yeah. No, I I mean I I really don't have too much more to add. I mean, I think I I I don't I don't have anything more to add. I mean, I think well, I I guess one question for you, like when you say that your inner voice changed, yeah. Do you think it changed or do you think it just kind of got pushed down a little bit? I don't I don't think it yeah. changes. I think I think your I think your authentic self remains the same. It can be, I think, altered a little bit depending on your sphere of influence. Yeah. But what do you think about that? Like, do you think like as you went through college and as things began, yeah. like that experience, like what's your. So I'll talk about my, my personal self. Cause I, th- I think you're onto something here that is really interesting. So yeah, I definitely think that the inner voice was there. And then when I get into college, I'm having these interactions with people and I'm trying to experiment right socially yeah and yeah all that stuff and like it just met was met with just kind of bad bad stuff like it just wasn't working okay and so in your terms to suppress it i think it did suppress it and then i but i did get to a point where i was questioning everything and like it's like the supreme little voice wasn't there anymore it just was this kind of anxious really kind of it wasn't harsh. there or you couldn't tap into it but one of them right i don't huh. think i could but now i'm getting to a point where like i'm i'm getting back to where like if i do something and someone's reaction is negative and usually what would happen like you talking to the people pleaser's mind if i see a negative reaction in front of me that should t- tells my brain like whatever you just did bad don't do that with the inner voice. I'll do something that I believe is me, my yeah. authentic self. And I'll see a negative reaction and I'll be like, it's okay. Like I'm doing the oh. right thing. Right. Oh, and okay. so, but that also is a part of sphere of influence. That also is a whole thing of me, like me now being single, gaining confidence, really kind of reflecting and figuring out like who I am as a person, which is, has taken some time. Right. Which is really nice, but I, I, I can't agree with you. Like in college, I think it was just suppressed and I wasn't able to tap into it. But, you know, you say you don't think it could change, but like if you, I want to get into the idea of someone that has a very negative inner voice, right? I think can change the intention of it, but the voice stays the same, right? So I like to think of, this is going to be either a bad example that I cut out <laughs> or something we leave in. <laughs> Basically what I'm thinking is, is that your, your inner voice can change into a better intention, but I still think that the way you handle yourself and the way you go about things will still be the same. Like I think if you're a very kind of confrontational person, I think 
you can still be confrontational, but the intention is that of being good confrontation, right? So like standing up for people or Mm. sticking up to bullies, right? Yeah. Like, I think that is something where like, yeah, you're a confrontational person. That's kind of how you are. That was created by your sphere of influence. Maybe it was your dad. Maybe it was your mom. Maybe it was the people you grew up with. Maybe it was your uncle who just like didn't put up with any shit. Maybe Whatever it was the block be. you grew up on. You exactly. Right. Like that's, that's how you guys are. That's how you held yourself. That's like your pride. That's like deep down authentic self. Yeah, right? yeah. But maybe in the early stages of your life in high school and whatnot, you were super confrontational and you would get in fights all the time. Like I like to think of John Bernthal, who's an actor who talks about this point in his life where he got in a fight and he literally almost beat a guy to death. And he just was kind of just picking fights. Now he's at a stage where like, he's still that guy. Like he'll fight you. Like he'll get into it. Like he'll go toe to toe. But the intention now isn't like, I'm not going to like belittle people just to put them down or just to fight to fight. Like I only fight if I think that like it, it needs to be done. Like mm. the intention behind it is good. So I think you can't, maybe you can't change the little voice, but you can change the intention. Oh man. Yeah, I got nothing. I All think, right. I think. We, I mean, we are at, we are at time, our usual time. So. Well, I guess I, I mean, I like, I'm not, I don't want to continue this conversation too much further, but I'm interested. Like I, I'm listening to all this stuff. And I think one of the difficulties too, is that in today's world, we are, we are just inundated with so much external noise, so much external influences that it becomes almost impossible to pay attention to anything that's going on internally. And I think that might be one of the reasons why we feel so lost. So kind of unguided kind of, you know, adrift and so yeah i mean there's so much stuff going on in my brain right now i can't even begin to make sense of any of it but yeah that i mean i don't know like it's always interesting how other people regard what happens between us because i've been sitting here watching rowan and talking and stuff and like lots of eye contact and i think this is like one of the most amazing conversations but i'll be interested to see how people react to this one because for me this has definitely been one of the most impactful and kind of life altering mind altering oh yeah so yeah i'll be i'll be interested to see the reception of this one because no i think some really important points have been made and some really important points to think about and yeah i i love it i think this is amazing and I think if we could tap into something like this every time, one, it'd be too much and just freak people out and they'd give up. <laughs> it's, it might give, it might make me freak out and give up, but I, yeah, props like, well done. Well done. I, well, I can thanks, only say friend. bravo. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, all righty gang. Well, it has been a blast. Lance, I hope you didn't just mess this up. No, we're still good. All righty gang. Well, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Don't forget, we got an email. Let us know what you thought. think. Let us know what your inner voice is telling you. Is your inner voice telling you to keep listening to this podcast <laughs> or to turn it off? Uh, the email is nopeopepod at gmail.com. That's N-O-P-E-O-P-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks, gang. We'll see you in the next one.